I just want to make sure everybody get here understands this. This is the easiest long-term spot of money where you can go raise capital. IRAs and 401ks. We talked last time, there's 35 trillion. I don't know if you heard the last episode, anybody, but there's $35 trillion in IRAs and 401ks. That's more money anywhere to invest in anything. Welcome to your daily real estate syndication show. This is Dina Berg. This is a second episode with our guest, Matt Sorensen, who was with us on the previous episode. Matt is the founder and CEO of Directed IRA and Directed Trust Company. He is a real estate investor, attorney. He's a best-selling author and national speaker and expert on self-directed retirement accounts. He's written the book called The Self-Directed IRA Handbook. It's sold over 35,000 copies. And listen, this book is the most widely used book in the self-directed IRA industry. Welcome to your daily real estate syndication show. This is Dina Berg. This is a second episode with our guest, Matt Sorensen, who was with us on the previous episode. Matt is the founder and CEO of Directed IRA and Directed Trust Company. He is a real estate investor, attorney. He's a best-selling author and national speaker and expert on self-directed retirement accounts. He's written the book called The Self-Directed IRA Handbook. It's sold over 35,000 copies. And listen, this book is the most widely used book in the self-directed IRA industry. We are back for another show with Matt Sorensen. We're so glad that he's here. We're going to talk about something different. The last show we talked about self-directed IRAs. Our minds got blown in the land of opportunity that exists Mm -hmm. there. But Matt, you also have a lot of experience raising private capital. This is very applicable to a lot of our listeners. So let's pivot and spend time there. What can you tell us? Well, thanks, Tina, for having me back. I appreciate it. I think, and I know we talked about self-directed IRAs before and from like the investor standpoint, but if you are someone raising capital, I just want to make sure everybody get here understands this. This is the easiest long-term spot of money where you can go raise capital, IRAs and 401ks. We talked last time, there's 35 trillion, I don't know if you heard the last episode, anybody, but there's $35 trillion in IRAs and 401ks. That's more money anywhere to invest in anything And so if you're someone who raises capital to do deals, I don't care if you're getting private money loans, you're doing little partnership LLCs where you have some investors and you're the deal person, you got to fund the money where it's most likely someone's going to have a hundred grand to give you long-term. It is more likely they're going to have it in an IRA or 401k than a savings or investment account. IRAs and 401ks is where we have been told and where we have stocked money away as Americans to invest. It's true. It's so true. We, I mean, I'm just kind of, after I got into this real estate syndication space, really realizing the power of this money that just seems like it goes into a closet in the guest room. That's what yeah. the 401ks are, are assumed as. So yeah, we're going to take people down to the guest room. We're going to open up the closet. <laughs> I like it. And like, so if you're a capital raiser, let's talk about your strategy and yeah. how you can convey and communicate this effectively. And I think the first thing is, for a capital raiser, know it yourself, understand the strategy. And if you don't want to have an IRA or 401k yourself, you're like, I don't care about that, Matt. I want to make money today. Cool. Don't have one. You don't need one. But I'm just telling you the people you're already talking to, the people who may have already invested with you have money in an IRA or 401k, they would love to invest in real estate or a private company. They are like, 
board of the mutual fund or ETF. They don't even know the name of it. Okay. I'll just give an example. We had a, a real estate fund that worked with us down in Texas. They had about a thousand people that invested with them over about 10 to 15 year window. And they're pretty successful. They've been around for a while. And we did two webinars with them. They'd never, they kind of broached the topic a couple of times. They'd worked with another company, but they never like connected it to their investor base. I'm serious. We did two webinars and open up 300 plus accounts and they had 30 million invested within 90 days. Boom. That's significant. I need to sign you up for some yeah. <laughs> capital. We'll take care of that after the show. <laughs> I mean, I was like next week, I want to Seattle, do it for another group. It's just like, the strategy, you just need to know how to ask the question. And what they needed is they're like, we need to just roll this out to people that already trust us, but right. we've never really asked the question effectively of, do you have money in an IRA or 401k? Can you access that to invest it into our deal? And so it's just a super powerful question. Even at this desk right here, I did a webinar. When we do directed IRA webinars. I'm here in my studio for anybody on, on video, at least. And I had one of the guys that does a lot of deals. He's here in the Phoenix area where I'm at. He's flipped 250 houses here. Okay. He just flipped single family houses and, but he funds them with private money. He said 60% of my investors use IRAs and 401ks. And the only reason why is because he knows the strategy, right? But what? here's the thing that he told me, and I've heard from other people is why he loves doing IRAs and 401 He'd rather have someone's IRA or 401k money than their personal funds because it's long-term money. Yeah. They don't want it back. When that deal is done, they're like, when's your next one? I'm 45. I can't use this money for 15 years. I need it to go in another deal. Rather, if it's their personal money, they're like, well, I've got this new car I want to buy. I got this second home I want to buy. I got whatever. My kid going to college now. I need that money back. And so it's long-term money too which is awesome from someone raising capital because they want it to stay invested. And when that deal's done, they're like, can you just throw it in the next one? Yeah, that's really true. It sometimes feels, and I'll say this personally from my own self-directed yeah. money, it kind of feels like monopoly money, just a little bit, because I know, like you said, I know I'm not going to yeah. see if I make a mistake. Well, I've got years because I'm yeah. 20, right? Forever. Uh, and then I, I agree with that. There's some psychology there. Yeah. And I mean, and it's built into just like what retirement accounts are for. It's also like, you can't touch it, tap it until you're 59 and a half, right? So you've, you've already thought of that psychologically, whatever it may be, that this is, I need to just keep it invested. I'm not looking for that return to come back on whatever deal you have so I can spend it on something. Mm -hmm. In fact, when it comes back, I'm, I'm like, it's more work for me now because now I got to think of what I'm doing with it next. <laughs> Motivating to roll it over. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, so let me just summarize a couple of those points. One, it's where all the money's at. There's 35 trillion. Two, it's most likely the people you're already talking to have this money and you've just never had the conversation. And you just ask, do you have money in IRA or 401k? What are you making on it? They've been in the stock market. It's been a roller coaster lately, right? And then, also realize that money is generally going to be long-term. They're not going to be asked. They're not that investor. It's like, how's this thing going? When am I going to get my money back? Are you going to sell that property? Is this still happening? Are, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know oh, what I mean. mean. Yeah. I mean, investor relations. <laughs> exactly. The IRA and 401k ones, they're like, just keep it invested. I don't want to hear about it. 
So good. Okay, so you just really broke it down very simply. Do you have any money? What's I mean, I'm curious. Do people know what it's making? If you ask them that question, do they have yeah. a clue? No, they don't. And that's perfect because they don't know, but they've been kind of through like most people, at least, at least in the stock market, which is typically where you're invested, whether it's a mutual fund or ETF, they've just seen their account go like this. Mm -hmm. Over time, it goes up, but you know, we, we're down from where we were a couple of years ago still. The market's been coming back slowly, but it's down from where it was a couple of years, whereas real estate hasn't really. And so what's interesting is it kind of, it's almost like a, like I was teaching a group of commercial real estate agents this, to this topic. And I had a couple of them come after me and talk about this. And they're like, man, I'm just going to look so smart with my clients now. Like I know this strategy and I can sell them more real estate using this strategy. And I think if from someone raising capital too, it's like, it makes you seem like what the heck you're doing. Like how IRAs or 401ks can invest in real estate. Not only for that, there's this huge opportunity out there. So I think it ups your game in terms of like your appearance and that you know what you're doing. You can use retirement account dollars, but you don't have to be an expert at it. Don't mm -hmm. feel like you need to read my whole book. Like I wrote a whole book on this. It's like 300 pages. It's got over a hundred plus legal citations. It's a great book. I want you to read it, but you don't have to. You just need to know the strategy enough to know, oh, that's a 401k at an employer you don't work at. Oh, you have an IRA at TD Ameritrade? That can move over to a self-directed IRA. Here's a company directed IRA. That's our company, but whoever it is. Here's a company that'll help you roll it over to invest into real estate or to invest in my fund. You can be an LP or invest in whatever it is in my deal. And so, but that's what my team does, right? They'll take the call. They'll figure out what type of account that person had. They'll transfer over the money for them, right? They don't have to do this. You don't have to be an expert and to handle this. Like we do it for you. You're the custodian. Yeah, we're the custodian that holds that account. So like if they got money at Fidelity and they're, they call it Fidelity, like, hey, I want to invest in the XYZ LLC fund that's buying a value-add multifamily property in Tucson, Arizona, right? Fidelity is going to be like, you can't do that. And that's not because... IRAs can't invest in an LLC fund like that. That's because IRAs at Fidelity can't, all right? So they need to move the account from Fidelity to a company that lets them do it. And there's 30 companies that do what we do. I mean, we're not the only one out there. We're just the best. So, so they can move their account from uh, Fidelity to Directed. There's no penalty, no tax. Mm -hmm. If it was a Roth IRA at Fidelity, it's a Roth IRA at Directed. If it was a SEP IRA at Fidelity, it's a SEP IRA at Directed. If it's a traditional IRA, it was an old employer 401k traditional account. It's a traditional IRA directed. And so we just help facilitate that in an actual custodian that invests it wherever they want. So when they have an account with us as a self-directed custodian, we're like investing whatever is allowed by law. As long as it's allowed by law, we'll let you do it. And so, but real estate syndications or private funds are actually the most common investment here. We do a lot of them. So it's very popular and our team's definitely equipped to help people sort through that process. Mm -hmm. So what sets you apart as a custodian from the solo 401ks, the EQRPs of the world, the other custodians? Yeah. So what sets us apart is we know what the heck we're doing. So we're like, I would say we're the true experts in the field. Like my book really is the number one book. Federal regulators, state regulators literally use, have used my book and buy it from me. Um, the National Association in my space uses my book for certification training. And so we're like the place you can rely on. We're a licensed and regulated trust company. We're audited by a 
by RSM, which is a top 10 CPA firm. We have bank examiner audits as part of our licensure. Not all of our competitors do. Ones that are doing solo Ks and EQRPs have zero licenses and credentials. Like Just like you, you go set up an LLC and do this tomorrow. It's freaking scary. And so, but we know all the strategies too. And so whether you want to do an IRA, and by the way, an EQRP is just a solo 401k. It's just the marketing name. <laughs> but solo 401ks are super popular. I love solo Ks. There's a whole chapter in my book on them. Like I frankly was one of the pioneers on the solo Ks as a lawyer on how to use these in real estate. And, and but that's a limited strategy for certain people. The only people who can do a solo 401k are self-employed people with no employees. So I love the solo K. And what that is basically, it's like a 401k plan for someone who is solo. They're the solo, solopreneur. And so Congress was like, well, if someone works at a big company, they get a 401k. But what about the self-employed person? They don't really have anything great. Then they created this and allowed you this solo 401k. But it only works if you're self-employed with no employees. Well, most investors, if you think someone raising capital, they work at Fortune 500 company or they're in corporate America or in small business. They can't do a solo 401k, even if they own the business, right? I'm a business owner. I can't do a solo 401k because I have employees. I'd have to offer it to every employee I have and do all this crazy matching, which you'd never do. So, so basically, the we are going to know what strategy works for the right person, what account type to set them up in. And that's the problem because what happens in this, the industry and why we're different is, and I, it seems like I'm, we know what we're doing, but like, I really believe and our team believes in making it easy. Doing it right, but making it easy. Because in, in investing, complexity is the enemy of execution. And if you make it too complex, they're just not going to do it. They're right. like, that's why they're in an ETF. Right. They click some buttons or they filled out a form 10 years ago and they have no idea. And they, they just haven't done anything else. It. Yeah, because it was easy. And so we, you got to make it easy to get through that. So our team is focused on it, but also on doing it right. And a lot of people, I have to say this, the biggest non-compliance in our space is people with solo Ks and EQRPs. I'm just telling you, we, we fix one of those every day because they're done wrong. They're people that don't have them right. And I've talked to very sophisticated people that should have known better that have them. And I'm like, you actually don't qualify for this. And so we want to make sure it's done right, but also make it easy. And that's kind of a, an ethos within our company here at Directed IRA. But we also love it. Like if you just look at our five-star reviews, people can look at what we do and that's, we just are passionate about it and helping clients. So I love that. And it seems like you really are adding value to multiple parties. So if we have capital raisers who are, who are listening to the show right now, you can add immediate value to them, yeah. equipping them, and then they can add immediate value to their investors who then are going to add value to you and your business by continuing on with the great and excellent service that is mm -hmm. legal, licensed, all of that stuff. Um, yeah. So I think when you're working with investors in particular, right? I mean, you need to come off well. You want to look like you know what you're doing, that you have good third parties. And I know this. I mean, the reason I set up Directed IRA is because I was a lawyer. I wrote the number one book. I would get five emails a day of someone like, I read your book. I need to know, where should I set up my account? Who do you recommend? And I was sending to a bunch of companies that I liked, but like just didn't do a great job. 
they didn't make my job easy. I'm like, guys, I'm laying these people up for you. And they're coming back to me, asking me all their questions about what form they should fill out on your website. I'm like, do your job. So, so we're very aware of that on our side is like, we will be the experts on that. We'll take ownership of that to get the client set up, get the things steps done that needs to get done, make it easy, but take ownership of it. And that's, I think from a capital raisers, and that's what we, the feedback we've got, we have a whole business development team and everything that works with capital raisers to make a, a streamlined process. So we know your fund, we know your subscription docs, we know the process that you want. You have a single point of contact, whatever you need. We kind of dialed that in. But in the end, our goal is we want to open an account and have it invested. The best outcome for us is the same thing for you, an opened and funded account that's invested. And then when people come and they open their accounts and they're new to this and they're like, where do I invest? Like, how do you yeah. invite your clients? Are you not allowed to advise them or do you have a, a suite or a menu of options? Yeah. <laughs> or how do you educate them and stay legal? So we can't give any advice, investment recommendations. So we will get into structure if someone's like, I want to invest into this. How do I do it? Like we can do that. But in terms of what to invest into, we don't give any advice and can't as part of our license. So, so we just don't. And that's frankly, that's not our expertise either. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not the person that's like, here's the best deal doing the best thing. And everybody needs to go over into this. That's not me. Like I'm more of the technical expert and our team is too. And like, oh, you want to do that? Oh, you want to invest in Mexico? Oh, you want to go invest in a private fund? Oh, you want to go buy crypto? You want to buy a Mexican soccer team? I had a client do that. You want to own a racehorse? I had clients do that. You're his Roth IRA? Yes, yes. <laughs> like, we've Model. had clients do, I mean, a lot, a lot of pre-IPO companies. But it's also like, you want to own the duplex down the street. You want to lend to your friend on your bowling team that flips properties. I don't know. Like, like we know how to, what you're going to need to get set up and, and what's going to take to pull it off. That's where our expertise is. Yeah. The pre-IPO company reminds me of the options story that you gave in the previous episode. Yeah. You're going to listen to that. You should go listen to that. It's an incredible yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tax advantage way to massively scale wealth without tax. Um, that's great. So let's say we have a capital raiser. What chapter would you direct them to in your book? So I have a, a chapter on private companies and funds. That's the chapter. I think the other thing that's really important for someone raising private capital to know is the basic process for someone. And we kind of touched on this a little bit, but there's a critical question of can this, so if I identify someone that has an IRA or 401k, let's say I've got someone that's like, yeah, I got 300 grand in a 401k. Well, there's a couple of questions you need to ask to know can that money go into my deal? <laughs> okay. And really the threshold question for a 401k, which is where, the, where there can be some problems. The threshold question for someone with a 401k is, do you still work there? Mm-hmm. Because if they still work there, many, most 401k plans lock them down. So if they're like 40 years old, and let's say they work at Dunder Mifflin, and they earn the Dunder Mifflin 401k plan, they can invest in only the Dunder Mifflin investment options, which are going to be ETFs and mutual funds, right? Only until they quit can they roll that money out to an IRA to self-direct and invest in real estate. So if it's a current employer 401k plan, those are a lot of times locked down. Now, if they've hit retirement plan age, 59 and a half or older, 
So let's say they're 62 and they still work at Dunder Mifflin. Okay. It's like Creed or Meredith or something. If you watch the show, like even though they're still working at Dunder Mifflin, they can roll their money out of the Dunder Mifflin 401k to an IRA. Now that IRA can invest in your deal. Now, if someone has IRAs already, they're always going to be game. I don't care if they're at Fidelity or TD Ameritrade or Robinhood or their local bank or credit union. The IRA funds can always be moved to another custodian that will then let you self-direct. So that's kind of one area you got to know is the current employer 401k. When they're not yet 59 and a half, you can sometimes get stuck and not be able to tap it. So that's the major flag or disqualifiers. They're still at the current employer that they have this account with. It's not eligible. Yeah, that's the one that can just get a little sticky. Now, there's some caveats to that. Sometimes they can do what's called an in-service rollover. There's a little more you can peel back there sometimes. But just know that's the one where it is. it can happen where you're not going to be able to get that money into your deal. Okay. But that's a minority piece of the money, actually. There's more money, like I've said earlier, there's more money in IRAs, actually, than 401ks in total. And IRAs are always fair game. Okay. Even at their current employer? Well, your IRA is an individual level. So you t- typically, your employer, it's not an IRA. Now, there is a simple IRA that your employer could have, something called a simple IRA. But those you can move. Yeah, those Even if you're still, it's still at a current employer, you can self-direct that. Okay. Okay. And then was there anything else you wanted to add to that in terms of as a capital raiser kind of going through your qualification questions? Yeah. So once they're like, so the only other thing I'd add to that is once you're like, all right, they've got an IRA, they got an old employer 401k. Now you have three steps. First step is they need to open a self-directed account like our company, Directed IRA. We're doing that, of course, every day. Second step is they got to fund it. Now you got to go get the money from this, from Fidelity or Vanguard or TD Ameritrade, whatever. And the IRA company should do that for you. And so what we do is we go get the money. We can request it company to company and the money comes over here. So that's step two, you got to fund it. Step three is that you have to invest it. And so the investor would then authorize us to invest in your deal and they will fill out a subscri- your subscription agreement typically, but they're going to put it in the name of the IRA. Mm-hmm. So so for Dina, for example, you're not putting your name. You're not putting Dina on the subscription agreement. You're putting directed trust company, FBO, Dina's IRA. Okay. That's who's going to be the investor in the deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's those three steps. IRA companies should handle step one and two for you. And just remember in step three, when they're authorizing the investment and filling out your subscription agreement, if they're going to use an IRA, the investor or subscriber, whatever it is in your docs, needs to be the IRA, not the individual person. Right. Correct. And that's well, <laughs> that's amazing. Well, I'm sure that you've added a ton of value to all of the capital raisers who are listening. You've added a ton of value to me. I, I need to do some more homework, pick up your book. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to send you a uh, copy, Dina. Okay. I've, I'm going to hold you to that. I'm excited. Yeah. Nat Sorensen, how can people find you? You've mentioned it a couple of times, but let's yeah. make it simple. Yeah. So I threw out directedira.com. That's the best place to go. We have webinars. Our podcast is there. You can schedule a call with one of our account reps. It's free. You can just do it right on the website. Or any of your investors need to do that. Just schedule it right there. Jump on the call with them if you want. If you're more, if you have kind of a bigger fund and you're like, hey, I'm sending someone every week or every month, 
you can work with our business development team and get a relationship there and a single point of contact. We put a lot of our best people on the business development team, actually. So you get kind of the, the all-stars, although we got a team full of all-stars, but you get some great people is what I'm saying. And then Matt Sorensen, just Matt, M-A-T, Sorensen, S-O-R-E-N-S-E-N. That's at mattsorensen.com or I'm Matt Sorensen everywhere. That's my YouTube channel too. So I'm pretty easy to find. Right. Note, Matt with one T. That's right. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Darty oh. joked about our parents and our names. So yeah, it's just one T. Okay. Well, thank you so much. This is adding so much value and it's kind of been covering a whole new world, I think, for a lot of us. So really grateful for your time and all of your expertise. So that you have available. I'm really excited about that. Of course. Thank my pleasure. Thanks show. so much for having me on. Thank you for being with us again today. I hope that you have learned a lot from the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe. I hope you're telling your friends about the Real Estate Syndication Show and how they can also build wealth in real estate. You can also go to lifebridgecapital.com and start investing today.